Well, listen, this week we are talking about the dropout on Must Watch. The dropout. The dro- How this do you week- do? This week is <laughs> talking about the dropout. The good thing about Elizabeth Holmes's fake deep voice is that at least you can understand it in a way that you cannot understand cowboy mumbling from 1883. You're so right about that. Thank you. Well, <laughs> black turtlenecks are also a much more um, reasonable outfit. Yes, love a black turtleneck. I love fashion. <laughs> Uh, do you green juice? I do. Actually, I will drink a green juice. <laughs> My name is Jean Bentley. I'm Lauren Peaster. I oh, can't do oh, it we're not anymore. doing the voice anymore? Okay. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Uh, you're listening to Must Watch. Scandals. Picture um, jazz hands. <laughs> I just think of jazz hands every time I say it. So yeah. that's what's happening. Interesting. We're talking about this recent run of television and streaming shows uh, that are all about scammers and real, tr- true real, crime. Yeah. True crime, scammers. Scandals. Scandalosos. Um, and so this week we're talking about The Dropout, which is the Hulu show about Liz- Elizabeth Holmes, a.k.a. the lady who created Theranos, who was like, we can test all of the, these diseases with just a drop of blood from your house. And it turns out that, like, no, she simply no, could can't. not. She simply you could can't. not. That science does not exist yet. Maybe it will someday, but it certainly doesn't. And it certainly didn't when she was selling it to investors and to major corporations around the country and probably world. Um, and so it is now a series called... Uh, the dropout based on the podcast. The show was created by Liz Merriweather, who created New Girl, and it stars Amanda Seyfried as Elizabeth Holmes. And if that feels like a weird combo, you might think so. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. You're you're correct on paper, but in but it, execution, it works, it works extremely well. Actually, yeah, it really does. Uh, of all of these shows, of all of these like ripped from the headlines shows, this is my favorite one. This is the one I think is most successful. Yeah, and so it's interesting because this is a story that we know. Um, and by we, I mean like, listen, it has been in the zeitgeist. It is based on a podcast. This was a woman who was on magazine covers, who was in the news all the time. Her trial, I believe, just happened. Um, and uh, there has been a documentary about it. Um, but this is the dramatization um, it was originally supposed to star Kate McKinnon and um, Kate couldn't do it because she was busy doing Joe and Carol, which, um, I mean, sorry, wrong choice. Wrong choice. Oopsies. But I don't think, but this would have been a very different thing, I yeah. think, with Kate McKinnon. It yeah. would not have, I don't, I don't know if it would have been as good. Like, Amanda Seyfried is so good. Yeah. I, and I, I do not want to disparage Kate McKinnon's acting because I no, think she is have nothing a wonderful presence on I screen. I just think it would have been a different thing. Yes. I think that the reason that I am liking the show so far is because Amanda Seyfried gives her this depth that I do not think that I would have gotten from a different performance. It, it Like, Amanda Seyfried 
woefully undersung actor of her generation. Thank goodness she has an Oscar nom now. Well deserved. And like it required Oscar caliber yeah. acting, I think, for this show to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I she's really incredible. Yeah. So Lauren, tell me what you think about like a show about something that is so well known. Yeah, I think it's a really tricky thing because we already know about it. And so if you're literally just telling the story again, that's Mm -hmm. boring. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to find some, like, way to say something more about it and to just, like, do something more with it than just, like, telling us the story that we already know. Right. So I think that's where Elizabeth Merriweather comes in, where it's, like... Finding, kind of finding the elements of it that are, like, interesting and human and figuring out how we got to this point of this woman, like, scamming everyone. And I just think it's really well done. And some of the others are not as well done and made me immediately want to turn them off. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that it's interesting to me because I have read a bunch about um, Elizabeth Holmes and, you know, this whole thing. And I don't think I really had much sympathy for her because obviously she meant well, sure. But Mm -hmm. ultimately she scammed a lot of people out of money. But most importantly, she lied about really important medical things that screwed up medical care for people. And I think that is what is unforgivable. I don't care if you stole a bunch of rich people's money. It's the, well, you know, sucks for that, but yeah, it's, it's but that part of it that like I really dislike. Worst, like the worst thing is that like it was in Walgreens, which is mm-hmm. the most accessible like healthcare thing for most people. Mm-hmm. And that people would have like, like people were using the machines mm-hmm. and they were not actually working. Exactly. So that's what really sucks. And like, I don't like in, in a way it's a sympathetic portrayal, but it's only a sympathetic in that like now we're, we're kind of understanding how she got this way and where all these things came from and like her obsession with Steve Jobs, her weird obsession with Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's it's like, oh, and also I felt like, oh, we all know this weird girl. Mm-hmm. Like there was one in every high school. Mm-hmm. If we weren't that weird girl, we knew her. Yeah, exactly. Where she's like weirdly obsessed with school and – you know, is the one who goes on the study abroad trip and knows the language, which weird. Yeah, it feels like you're talking directly to me, but that's fine. It's <laughs> okay. So sorry, Dean. Are you secretly an Elizabeth Holmes? I am not secretly Elizabeth Holmes, but I did take the SATs in middle school and go to like summer camp where I took college classes. So I just need you to know that about me. Okay, but there's a difference. <laughs> I know because like her because. At least the way that it's portrayed in the show is that her obsession was with being rich. Yeah. She wanted to be a Steve Jobs. She wanted to be on magazine covers as this, like, super rich person. That is what she wanted. She did not care about anything else. And she didn't really care about what she was doing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, a dr- a, a prick, you know... One using one pick one of blood was like her blood, yeah. her obsession. She was not, which might have been part of the problem. Maybe she could have figured it out mm-hmm. if she like 
actually cared about it in a way more than like, I just want to be rich and successful. Yeah. I think that she wanted to be rich. And I also think something that I think they're trying to show us in the show is that that is basically her measurement of success, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think her father had this very powerful, very public failure. He worked for Enron. He was, you know, fire, the whole scandal, Enron scandal. And I think that she wanted to kind of compensate for that. And this is the way that she decided she could do it. And I think what we learn, at least in the, in the earlier episodes, really, especially about her, you know, when she was in high school and and college and stuff is that um, she is really smart. She just, as you're saying, focused on the wrong aspect. She didn't Mm -hmm. focus on creating the product that would bring those accolades. She was she was more focused on the accolades than the product. And and that's the problem. And so then when it came to like other people being like, wow, this is a cool thing you made. Can you show us how? And she'd be like, no, because she couldn't. Yeah. But she wanted the, she wanted the results, but she didn't want to actually like make sure it worked, which is, which is where, where the problem definitely is. Yeah. And so like, I don't feel like, I don't, it's not that I feel sympathy for her. It's just more that like, she is a person. Yes. You don't necessarily feel sympathy, but you can understand her better. And that's Mm -hmm. definitely something that I appreciated. Um, I don't need to sympathize with this woman, but I am glad that I understand a little bit more about how her brain worked and how it came to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think this show is a little more successful than inventing Anna because inventing Anna, like felt like they invented a whole lot of extra stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was not the main focus. Mm -hmm. It was like the journalist's obsession with her. And Mm -hmm. I just, and she still kind of remained an elusive figure. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like this, this is doing something a little more interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads to like the second part of what we were saying, which is that Amanda Seyfried really makes it work. I mean, Julia Garner is fantastic oh, totally. in Inventiana. It's just like this show is giving a little bit more of the the human side of the of an understandable side where she's like not a monster. She's just kind of one of those people who's not <laughs> whose kind of one obsession is kind of just overshadows everything else and makes it kind of impossible to relate to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's something that I think has been romanticized in men in mm-hmm. in culture in in film and and TV and in literature and everything, right? Like in literally every literally everything. The tortured life. genius, the person who's hard to get along with, but you forgive it because they're so gosh darn brilliant. Yeah, and uh, you know when it when it comes from a woman, it's uh, it's kind of different. Yeah, <laughs> or at least people. Uh, interpret things differently or take um, what this person is doing more personally than if it were a man, because the man is someone that we would, you know, normally forgive for something like this. Yeah. I mean, my favorite example of that is the many men who like failed, who've, who've 
directed failed movies and mm-hmm. then still get more movies to direct. Yeah. But then you get, you know, Elizabeth Banks directs Charlie's Angels and it is unfairly panned. In my opinion, I thought that movie was delightful. Um, watch it on an airplane and you'll have a great time. Um, but have you seen her direct a big budget movie since then? I don't know. I think she got a lot of shit for it. But, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's... Listen, the world is unfair. <laughs> I do think Elizabeth Holmes was... Like, I'm not saying she should not have been no. uh, criminalized. Oh, yeah. She's she's a fully criminal. <laughs> she's criminal. But so are... So are the men, so is the point. <laughs> that, that's the point. Uh, sorry you didn't know this podcast was also going to be about feminism. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I'm not sorry. No, just kidding. It's just what I think about every day. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but so... On the other hand, I also want to talk just a little bit about Super Pumped because we talked about it a little bit in our last episode, but I just like hated it so much. <laughs> You're still thinking about it? <laughs> yes. And I just think it's, I just think we're going to be talking about this through all of these shows of just like, what is the point mm-hmm. of these shows? Mm-hmm. Because these are stories that we all have heard before. Right. Like, we all know Uber. Mm hmm. And that show made me never want to use Uber ever again Mm -hmm. within the first five minutes. Yes. And then I also didn't realize when I first watched it that the voiceover is Quentin Tarantino for some reason. And then you're like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't realize that either, but that makes a lot of sense. You're like, okay, weird. It's just like, it's just like so aggressive. Yes. And I'm also confused, like, Uber is still a thing. Yeah. Like, no one's been, like, arrested. Yeah. For Uber. So it's like, what is the ending of this show? Yeah. What is the point of this? What is the... Yeah. What is the anything of it? I also hate the title. Super Pumped. Super Pumped. (laughs) Every time I'm like, Uber Pumped? Uber Pumped. Super (laughs) Uber Pumped. Anyway, I just think that show is has not... Did not figure out what the point of it was. Right. But this one, The Dropout, it it does. And, and, And it's... It's just, like, this combination of great star, interesting material. And then also, you know, the fact that it's written by Liz Merriweather, who created New Girl and Single Parents, and um, what? which one was her movie? No Strings Attached. You know, the oh, one there were two yeah. movies with this, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. very similar plot. So, um, which is the superior one, in my opinion. I know people um, disagree listen, with me. We can have a whole yeah, podcast I know, about I know. Lauren's like, <laughs> I disagree with you. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> but having someone who is primarily known for comedy yeah. is really fascinating when it comes to dramatizing. Yeah. But what makes complete sense is that Liz Merriweather spent, you know, eight years writing a very awkward woman. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Holmes is a very awkward woman. I think that Liz Merriweather <laughs> might also be a very awkward woman. She is. And in that's relatable. Way. Yeah, and in a very relatable way, because aren't we all yeah. kind of awkward? <laughs> but she has really captured that specific niche. Yeah. Where and she talked she's talked about this in interviews, but like Elizabeth Holmes is not like adorkable. No. That horrible word we were all using at the beginning of New Girl. Yeah. She is just, she's just like a socially awkward person. Yeah. Who, like, many, we all have our socially awkward moments. We all know super socially awkward people. Yeah. This is, but Liz Merriweather just has a way of capturing that. Yeah. I 
think I think I really appreciate that too because I think that's like what they show in the first episode when she meets Sunny at the um, study abroad. It's like he realizes her brain kind of works in a different way and all of her peers are kind of like, let's go party. He's, you know, an adult and is like intrigued by this person who is thinks a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I think he respects that. And I, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, we all have our socially awkward moments. Plenty of socially awkward people also are like so great one-on-one, but then, you know, you're in a crowd and it just something mm-hmm. happens that affects you. Um, but one-on-one, you don't have to think about the social aspect. You can just hang out with the person that you're with and that, and, and it, yeah. it's just so much more interesting. Well, I also wonder if, like, if she had set her sights on some other subject or some other, like, area and try, you know, tried to make an Uber or a WeWork or something like that, that didn't require, like, the the science that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Theranos Mm -hmm. required. Like, do you think this would be, we'd be having a totally different conversation about her? Yeah, or, that's really interesting. Or do you think that, like, whatever she did, she was just going to be too um, one-track-minded about? I don't think so, but I think that the fact it's scientific is inherent to it, mm-hmm. right? Because she wanted to do something that is respected in a way that, um, like, it's a hard skill. Mm-hmm. You know, women in STEM, yay, girl, like was kind of not really the uh, culture at the time, right? It's like a little bit more common now, but it, it was, it's a still a traditionally male dominated field. And I think that she wanted specifically to succeed in that kind of field mm-hmm. versus the entrepreneurship is, is, is part of it and, and was kind of, she focused more on, but I think it had to be something scientific, Interesting. That's my my theory. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Because, like, you know, in another world, she could have been another Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If she had found the right thing, maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing. It's like, she is really smart, and you can't deny yeah. that. She just made best. She made a lot of right choices yeah. in some ways. Because yeah. Because she got the world's attention and, like, got all the things she wanted. She just, like, was also... Promising things that she couldn't deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, like, if I get caught in a lie, even, like, the smallest lie, it gives me so much stress. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine getting that far into a lie. Or it was, like, there a part of her that thought it wasn't a lie. Right. I don't. I don't either. But I guess that's kind of how public figures do that, right? They, I guess. they believe their own hype. Yeah, did she believe it? That's what I'm wondering. Or was... Yeah. Like, because she obviously knew to not, like, agree to let people see the actual product. Mm-hmm. But was she, was she like, fully... Was she, like, laying awake at night being like, people are going to catch me? Maybe, but I also feel like it's kind of... There was also an arrogance there that she was just like, oh, we're going to figure it out before it really matters. Yeah. And then she never did. And she got in really deep and it was like, you needed to say something and you didn't. And that's, yeah. that's the moral failure that you have. It's yeah. just so fascinating to me because I could never, I could never. No, <laughs> I would be a terrible scammer. <laughs> I'd be so bad at it. Yeah. 
I can't, I can't even like go to a bar and do a fake accent for more than no. like 10 minutes at a time. I mean, that, that sounds like a silly thing, but like, no, I don't but know, like, we've all done no, that before, right? No, we do like, no, I could never do a fake ID when I was, when I was young. Yeah. I was never, I just would, it would have never, would have never worked. Yeah. I am so bad at lying. Like, I'm not actually bad at the lying part. It's the then. <laughs> right. It's so the, the keeping it up. It's and the that's, anxiety yeah. and the panic yeah. of it. So it's just, like, I can't imagine getting myself into that big of a lie. No. Absolutely not. And letting people put me on magazines for something that's a lie. <laughs> absolutely not. No. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's just, like, what... What is it in your brain that's like, this is fine? <laughs> yeah. I don't know and I don't have it. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm really okay with that. That yeah. feels okay to me, personally. <laughs> yeah. Just like wild that some people can. Yeah. But some people don't have that anxiety. <laughs> they can just... Oh, a life without anxiety cannot relate. No. <laughs> Simply cannot. <laughs> Do you think Elizabeth Holmes has anxiety about anything? I don't know. I don't know. I think her brain works differently than mine, and I kind of don't fully understand. Huh. Maybe. We'll think about it. I think that's a good uh, question to pose to our listeners. Do you think she feels bad? Do you think she feels anxiety? Do you think any of these people, these scammers or these, you know, scandalous people, tangentially scandal-related people feel um anxiety about it or, or have they made their peace with it i don't know yeah. i think it's an interesting question it's to ponder. so fascinating because you have to that you have to like have low levels of anxiety to get as far as they're getting mm-hmm. but then <laughs> but then once things start tumbling yeah are they just so delusional that they don't know maybe maybe i don't know well, we'll think about that and we will uh, explore that further when we talk about some more scammers in, in future episodes, some more scandals, jazz hands, mm-hmm. um, that this has been a must watch. Thank you for listening. That is it for this week. We hope you like our scandals series. If you do, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you don't, I hope you just have a nice day and don't write anything. That's fine, too. Yeah, you don't – if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything Exactly. But we also want to hear from you. You can tweet at me. I'm at Hygiene. I'm at Lauren Peaster. And we will see you next week with some more scandals. 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 We will see you next week with some more scandals. <laughs> <laughs> like my Elizabeth Holmes voice. It's pretty good. I need to do it. What if I go out to a bar and talk to people in this voice? Will they think that I talk like this or do they think that I'm doing an Elizabeth Holmes impression? I think you need the turtleneck. Oh, that's fair. Okay. I have a, I have a black turtleneck. I can yeah, do that. I think you do that. Okay.